Isaiah chapter 53, verses 3 through 7. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised, and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, and he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shears is silent. So he did not open his mouth. This is God's word. Dear friends in Jesus, today for Good Friday I want to tell you a story. It's a story that I heard someone tell to try to illustrate what Good Friday was like, and ever since I've heard it, it's always stuck in my mind. The story goes that there was a family that lived in the Appalachian Mountains. The family's house was right next to a railroad bridge that crossed a large river. Whenever a train was about to come by, a whistle would sound, and it was the man's job to make sure that the railroad tracks were connected correctly to make sure the train made it across the river. See, when there wasn't a train, the bridge was always kept open for boats to go by. But when that whistle sounded, the man flipped the switch, the bridge would turn, and so the railroad track would be connected on each side. Can you picture this? Just in case it didn't work the way it was supposed to, on the side of the bridge, there was a big iron crowbar. And just in case the tracks didn't perfectly connect, that man would grab that iron crowbar and he would pry the track right into place so it could be perfectly straight when the train came. This man took his responsibility seriously. He knew that the lives of hundreds of people depended on him. Every train, at the time a train came by, the tracks had to be right in place. Well, one day, like usual, the, the train whistle sounded. The man flipped the switch, but that day the bridge didn't perfectly connect, and so he grabbed his iron pry bar, he ran across the bridge, he jammed it into the, the slot, and he pried the tracks right into place, right as this thundering train started to come by. But that day when the man looked up, his heart sank. Because as he looked up, he saw his little son leaving their house and starting to run across the bridge, running over to his dad. And that little boy had no idea of the danger that was coming. So he was running to his dad with his arms wide open, with this big smile on his face. And yet the father knew immediately there was no way that boy was going to make it across the bridge before the train came. And so he let go of that pry bar, and he, he started to run to get his son. But the moment he let go of the pry bar, then the, the railroad tracks slipped out of place. And he knew he couldn't get to the boy and back in time to save both. So he had to make a terrible decision. Should he stay there holding the train tracks in place, save the lives of that people on the train, and lose his son? Or should he run and, and grab his son and then turn around and watch the, the train with all the people on it go plunging down into the river? What should he do? On the train that day, people were drinking their coffee, reading the newspaper, playing with their children. But as the, the train crossed the bridge that day, if they had looked out the window, 
They would have seen a very strong man straining with all his might to hold the tracks in place. And they would have seen tears streaming down his cheeks. They had no idea what that man had sacrificed for them to be alive. That's the story. Now listen to this verse. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. I don't know if that train story is true. I hope there's never been a man who's had to face that decision. But that verse about our father and his son, that's, that's absolutely true. Do, do we sometimes hear so much about Jesus dying on the cross that it stops meaning anything? It starts to seem normal, right? Jesus died on the cross. Of course, yeah, we know that. The father gave up his son. No big deal. We hear that all the time. And then you picture the, the pain of a father watching his son die violently. You imagine the shock of someone far too young dying way before their time. You imagine the agony of having to choose between saving your own son or saving a whole bunch of other people. You picture this eeriness of all the people on that train having no idea about the sacrifice that this father was going to make for them. Ever since I heard that story, maybe it's because I have small children myself, ever since I've heard that story, it's, it's stuck in my mind. What a picture of a father's sacrificial love. And yet the truth is, if that train story is meant to tell us what happened on Good Friday, as shocking as it is, that train story doesn't go far enough. In fact, there's three big details that that train story gets wrong. First one is this. The train story makes it seem like the father's sacrifice was an accident. Like he wasn't expecting his son to have to die. It's not the way it works with our God. God knew. As Jesus, God the Son, died on the cross, God the Father was not sitting helplessly on the sidelines. No, the Bible tells us that this was God the Father's plan all along. God always knew exactly what was going to happen. Isaiah in our lesson tells us that the Lord had laid on him the iniquity of us all. It was God the Father himself who took all the sin, the iniquity of the world, and laid it on his son so that his own son could be punished. It wasn't an accident. God the Father knew. But before he made the world, he knew exactly what it would cost if he made us human beings. And before his hands formed Adam, even before he, he created Eve, God knew what he would have to pay to buy back human beings for him. And did you know what God did? God did it anyways. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That is the amazing love of our God. He loves you so much he gave up his son for you. For you. God's had since the creation of the world to decide whether to save his son or to save us. And whom did God choose? He chose you. He chose us. And what, that makes, what makes that all the more shocking is to recognize the second thing that that train story doesn't get quite right. You see, you and I are not just innocent bystanders on a train. We're not just innocent victims of a faulty bridge 
No, far from it. As it tells us in our lesson today, we all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. Isn't that a great description of our lives? Each of us has turned to our own way. We're not innocent bystanders on a train. We're sinners. Each of us has turned to our own way. The reason that that train is on such a deadly route is because of us and it's because of our sins. And there's one word that Isaiah keeps using that really convicts us. It's the word we. He says, we esteemed him not. We considered him stricken by God, afflicted, smitten. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Who did all those things? We did. Who bears the responsibility of God's son being on the cross? We do. Later on in the same book, Isaiah says, uh, we all have become like one who is unclean and all of our righteous acts are like filthy ranks. Just like those people looking out the window not realizing what that father has done for them. You and I do something even worse. It's not that we look at Jesus and don't understand what he's doing. Did you hear what Isaiah described us human beings, our actions as? He says that Jesus was despised and rejected by man a man of sorrow and familiar with suffering, as one from whom men hide their faces so we esteemed him not. It wasn't just that we didn't pay any attention to what was going on. We despised him. We mock him. Maybe said never mocked Jesus. Every single time we sin, we mock Jesus for his sacrifice for us. He sang that song, Were You There When They Crucified My Lord? You know, if you and I had been there, I bet I know what we would have done. We would have mocked Jesus with all the rest of the people. He saved others, let him save himself. Ha! My sin put Jesus on the cross. And I despised him even as he hung there, died on the cross for me. Deserve God's salvation? Deserve God's wrath? This is what Good Friday is all about. The unbelievable love of a father. Unbelievable sinful people. How can they possibly be joined again? Well, just through the son. The third detail that that train story gets wrong is that it, it makes the son out to be a, a, an innocent little boy who, who, without thinking about it, put himself in the wrong place at the wrong time. That's not how it worked with Jesus. He wasn't just a, a naive little boy. He was a 33-year-old son of God. Jesus knew that it was either going to be him or us. And Jesus made sure that it was him. And with all of our sins and all of our mockings, Jesus took all of our infirmities upon him. He did all that for us. If you were to go through just these five verses from Isaiah, there's, there's 11 passive verbs that it uses for Jesus' sufferings. 11 different ways it describes what Jesus went through for us. It's like a bell tolling over and over again. He was crushed and afflicted and punished. He was pierced. He was oppressed. He was led. All for you and me. 
He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and yet as a sheep before his shears is silent, so he did not open his mouth. Jesus had every reason to complain. Jesus had every reason to declare his innocence. And yet he never did. Because this is what Jesus came to do all along. He is the Lamb of God who came to take away the sin of the world. The heart of Good Friday is the middle verse of our lesson. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. By his wounds, we are healed. For you, all the pain, all the suffering, the death, was for you. So that you can say, he was pierced for my transgressions. He was crushed for my iniquities. The punishment that brings me peace was upon him, and by his wounds I am healed. You need to hear this over and over again. God the Father is not angry with you. Jesus has already healed you in the most wonderful way. Every single one of your sins has been forgiven. Through Jesus' death on the cross, you have peace with God, and it's all all for you. You know, the devil knows that too. The devil knows that when Jesus died on the cross, he died for the sins of the world. And so the devil's goal is to make you doubt that as much as possible. His goal is to make you think, well, it couldn't possibly be for me. Yet listen to, again to what the Word of God says. It says, all we like sheep have gone astray. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. How many people have sinned and gone astray? All. How many people's sins did Jesus take away? All. Are you part of all? Yes. That means it's for you. I know how hard it is in your your weakest moments to believe it, but God forgives you. Jesus loves you. The peace that Jesus brings, it's all for you. Because you are on that train. Whether you know it, whether you ever thought about it, you are on that train. You are on a train that was heading toward destruction. You are on a train that was heading straight to hell. But you're not going to go there. Because of today. Because of Good Friday. On Good Friday we get to look out the window and we get to see this undescribable love of our God. This love of our God was willing to to sacrifice his own son so that we could be saved and we could live. Look out that window and see that sacrifice for you. That love for you. And if you look on ahead down the track, you will see Jesus Christ, the Son of God, willing to bear the full brunt of that train of our sin and our wickedness. He, He bore it all for us. What undescribable love for you. It's all for you. And you hear about that and these tears come to your eyes, right? These tears come to your eyes. But when they do, remember this. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. By his wounds, we are healed. That is a story that I hope you can never get out of your mind. Amen. Let's say a prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, we hear so often this, these words that you died on the cross for us, yet we have to admit it's not often that we really ponder what they truly mean. 
Dear Lord, in your word, we're reminded of our role in all of this. It was our sins that put you on the cross. Even when you were there, we mocked and despised you. And yet from the beginning of time, this has been your plan, that you were willing to die for us. You took our iniquity on you so that you could give us peace, so that by your wounds we could be healed. Dear Lord Jesus, help us always to trust that all of this was for us. In your name we pray. Amen.